Hey guys, gals, and gamers, this is Goose and Ace from Gamer Geeks here to show you, or tell you, I guess, uh, about Age of Sigmar, which has been one of my favorite games since I discovered it and I swiftly abandoned 40k for it because fantasy is fun. You're a giant um, nerd. Look, you give, look. They gave me normal dudes fighting against demons. Cities is my boy. I love them. I mean, you also have uh, an extra I, militarium. Uh, the militarum, one. And two, uh, it's not the same because they have guns, and guns even the battlefield a little bit. Uh. Um, but uh, small, incredibly large disclaimer. We're not smart. We don't have books. We've read some wikis and we've done some deep dives and we've listened to other podcasts but if you're coming here for the 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 hottest of takes of with the deepest knowledge give us a little bit wrong of time. place yeah this is fully going to be i go who the fudge is Alariel, and then ace goes it's that thick thigh model that the sylvaneth go with and i go oh yeah i remember now um, so fully, names and places will be incredibly hard to remember. And don't worry about dates, because Games Workshop didn't worry about them, so... Eh. True. The lore for both 40k and Sigmar is a very expansive, very convoluted piece of time frame. Now, we will actually we... be doing both a Sigmar and a 40k podcast on here. It'll be at different uh, dates, as we are focusing solely because someone dragged me kicking and screaming into Sigmar. Yes, and we just want to help people who don't know anything about anything, like I was, uh, and don't want to do, you know, the five-hour grind of wiki dives that I have to do to do this podcast. Um, so it could be worse. Be a you could have easier. learned all of the same information that in a single day while driving uh, to another town. Yeah, Ace, we went to Indianapolis. Not a week ago, you know what we did on that trip, which was listen to like an hour and a half and then go, eh. Um, Fun time. Also, I have, some, I have some book orders and I'm so excited to get like the beginning of like Age of Sigmar, uh, especially since I learned some more things about it, which we'll talk about later in this very episode. Hot. Um, so, uh, Ace, if you're ready... Why don't we start talking about the uh, the main ages? And to reiterate, this is going to be very broad, and we'll go into deeper detail later, because if we go in deeper detail now, this is going to be a 24-hour episode, and I'll never get to sleep again. Sleep is for the week. Um, so there are three main uh, like ages, and like a fourth like semi-age, which I guess is where we should start at, which is like the before the the the... The ages, right? The world so you that had was. the world that was, and that was is, for a long time, and now it's not. That was a good sentence. I'm proud of that. Um, then you got like the age of myth, uh, which I'll have Ace cover, and then the incredibly difficult age of chaos, and the main boy age of Sigma. For um, Sigma. So, do you want to start us off with the age of myth? absolutely my friends so the age of myth if you don't include the world it was which no one includes that uh is the first age uh sigmar had been traveling through 
space realms kind of area and ran into a drake or a dragon known as well to to to, he wasn't wandering um he was literally writing on the world that was (laughs) when jacotheon found him like there's the big fucking um ball of what is later to known be known as sigmarite because sigmar is a narcissistic guy um and so when Dracotheon found him, he was literally floating through the mortal realms on a ball of Sigmarite, and he goes, eh? So, sorry, but yes. Fair. Counterpoint, when I was reading the lore, it didn't mention him on that. But thank Yeah, you for no, that happened. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that totally happened. Dracothian uh, um, uh, is this massive dragon that saw like uh, a kindred spirit with Sigmar and began to show him through the rest of the mortal realms. Uh, eventually it led them to Azir, uh, discussed, uh, help me out. I'm beginning to forget words. Oh, um, the realms or what do you mean? Uh, because yeah, uh, Dracotheon, uh, to go back a little bit, Dracotheon is a God beast, right? And Sigmar is a God. Uh, which are two completely different uh, things in this world. Um, While god beasts are kind of, I would say, the natural gods of AOS, the other gods just kind of came from the world that was. Um, So, for Dracotheon to go, I like you, Sigmar, that was was a big thing. Um, Another thing that happened, uh, to to reiterate real quickly, Dracotheon didn't just drag Sigmar back to Azir. He drug the ball of Sigmarite, uh, which becomes very important later. Um, ah, it's, that's but, that's yeah. going too deep. We're going to broad stroke this. I mean, but he did. He came Stormcast Eternal Armor, and that's kind of important. Yeah, no one cares about Stormcast. Ah, you shut up. I mean, All not, right, not even you care about Stormcast. You only care about the dragons. Yeah, which is what we're talking about, <laughs> my boy Dracotheon. But yes, uh, so together, Dracotheon and Sigmar eventually uh, traveled through the realms to bring into uh, order his pantheon of other gods. Uh, do I want to do a broad thing involving the gods? Because, oh, there are so many. Oh, this will take a minute. So there, there actually really isn't. Um, so it actually wasn't Dracotheon's idea to to wander the world. Sigmar was like, "I need to know this new place I just ended up." So and like he found pockets um, of uh, mortals, like humans. Um, yeah, the, humans, I, I call them dwarfs, but a lot of I heard of a lot of people call them a uh, dwarden or something like that. Yeah. So in AOS, um, dwarves are dwarden, um, and elves are elves. Uh, but we can just call them elves. Um, we don't because, need that you know, fancy British text. Yeah, fancy British. <laughs> um, now, I don't know the exact order that he found them, but he found Alario first. Yes. Um, uh, have you seen Alario's model, by the way? I have not. Um, so our friend from the store, Jakal, has uh, Alario. And, oh my god. She's got, like, she's riding a beetle, right? Yeah. Um... And she got like one thigh hanging out, and she 
she got a thick thigh, my guy. Like you're you're getting way too um, special with this. No, Elario, look. Mm. Hold up, I'm looking I'm not, at the I'm model not an, I'm right not now. I just went to Games Workshop's website just because I was purely curious. And that Jesus that is Christ. a watermelon crusher right there, my guy. <laughs> this look, I hate elves. Dwarfs. <laughs> whoa, forever. whoa! Back up the little. Uh, um, uh, but Elario can get can get it. But yeah, uh, she reminds me of, like a Sisters of Battle on steroids. Yeah, no, I love her. She's great. Um, but yeah, they they found Alariel first, I believe, um, who was just in uh, Gyran. Uh, yeah, it's Gyran, right? Yeah, the 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 realm of life, right? Um, and they're like, "Yo, but you're pretty cool." Just to cover the uh, major gods that were interacted with, you have Ariel. She was the first, but the rest of them kind of order, it kind of dips out here and there. You have Teclis, Tyrion, uh, Dracotheon, uh, Melirion, Marathi, my best girl, who definitely does not worship Slanesh. Well, actually, he didn't meet Marathi here. That was later. Oh, yeah, Marathi's a guy. I don't yeah, know. The, the, yeah, the the Age of Chaos, that's later. Like, um, Well, he, he met Marathi in, uh, uh, in according to what would... I was reading in the Age of Myth. I, I may be messing it up, but I think at this time Marathi was still in uh, Slanesh's stomach. Hmm. Um, because, like, to, to roll... I know we're being very broad here, but I'm um, being broad. nitpicky because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bad person. Um, the Part of the end of the world that was was another Age of Chaos, right? And um, Slanesh basically went om nom 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 to all of the elves, and Marathi was one of them. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah. I don't remember if she, if she made it back into the, the age of myth or if she came out in the age of chaos. Um, I mean, time yeah, is relative. Uh, and, uh, to, not to interrupt anymore, cause I know this is your section, but okay. he eventually runs into my boy Gorkamorka. Yeah. Holy. Did you hear this story, dude? So how he meets Gorkamorka? My favorite part about their stories is he was trying to, like, uh, bring them into the fold and into the realm of order. He knew that he had to, like, issue a challenge to them because they're, they're like, Gork and Mork from the 40K universe and they're giant orcs. Uh, no, that both, Gork like, and Morka is one guy. Yeah, well, they, yes, yesent. So, yesent. yes, they are one person, but also, according to what, which lore bit you are listening to from the orcs, because they are the orcs. Uh, they eventually, after fighting with each other, because it's uh, one dude with two heads, they split each other apart and continue fighting with each other. That's right. I forgot about. But at this time, they were still Gorkamorka. Yeah. Uh, so in order to like uh bring them into the uh, realm of order, he knew he had to like issue a challenge or fight them to uh, establish that they he was a uh a rightful. I don't want to say leader, but at least like. A person that they could follow and know that they would have good fights after. Yeah, an ally. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect word for it. I don't know why ally just escaped my mind. Uh, so, depending on which version, they either fought each other to a standstill or fully won in a contest or fought in a contest of eating things, which is great. Like, uh, the Gorkanork drank the ocean. 
while Sigmar ate a mountain, a uh, volcanoes mountain. Yeah, yeah. So their their fight right made craters and mountains, um, and it lasted for like a, a week. Um, I don't know exactly because uh, one of the things that Games Workshop does is they don't provide dates to give their writers time to like. This guy's here now, and blah, blah, blah. They do that um, in a way so it doesn't restrict them from uh, uh, telling other broader stories. Yeah, but, you know, it makes our job very hard. It does. <laughs> Calendars. Anyways, um, the story that I've always heard, and now I don't know if this is true, is that Gorkamorka actually beat Sigmar in a con- in, in the fight, in the, the contest, right? Um but enjoyed it so much that he's like, okay, we friends now. And they now they're friends, they're best of buds, and I love it. Um, I hope that is real. I haven't actually read anything about that, but that's what I've heard. Yes, we will continue reading on that. But then other gods that uh, uh, he has interacted with, you have... Uh, uh, Grimnir and Grungi. Uh, 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 you have... Uh, Jesus Christ, Grungi, the God of Smiths. You have uh, Nagash, the God of Death. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude. Sorry to, to interrupt one more time. Nagash, like when they were uh, being buddies, Nagash is like, yes, I won't betray you. Absolutely has like, fingers crossed behind his back. It's <laughs> like, so like Mario's like, I agree with you. You will not betray me, handshake. Yep, this is definitely Just, not going to backfire in any possible way. The Necroquakes don't happen in like two centuries. It's fine. Definitely not. Wait, centuries? That, that that would mean that there's time frames. There's no time frames here. Technically, there's time frames in this because uh, the Age of Chaos is super specific for some fucking reason. But uh, uh, other after he brought about his pantheon of gods for order... Uh, the realms that they all governed really just flourished during the time frame as science, magic, uh, technology, and just uh, quality of life improved phenomenally during the time. Uh, but of course, you know, when you have this massive amalgam of people all working together on something, eventually someone's morals will clash with another. And... Yeah. <laughs> someone Nagash will uh cause a little bit of not chaos oh, but chaos in their uh uh time working together eventually uh the realm spheres will be connected by what uh is known as realm gates so they could all be interact more and more and uh Going to back to Nagash because he's uh, he's really good at uh, just making everything so wrong. Uh, he would create his own special pyramids to boost his magical power more and more as time went on. So he could uh, eventually go and do the exact opposite thing of what he said he would do and betray Sigmar. Um, did you hear why the Black Pyramid ever failed? Uh, I did not hear why it failed. All right. So the the Black Pyramid, right? Nagash built it to to focus all the death magic into one place and absorb it, right? Yeah. Um, my boys, one of my favorite factions in the entire game, the Skaven, um, found it and they're like, 
Mm, this is an awful lot of shiny crystals. <laughs> and they started stealing stuff. Uh, and the mere presence of these creatures of chaos, because they had already sided with Nurgle by this time, yeah, um, messed up with the death magic. And so instead of going into Nagash, it went into like the center of the room and started like spinning. And Nagash um, started absorbing it, um, only to realize, man, this is an awful lot of power that really isn't meant for me now. Um, so it, he ran away like a little, like a little, like a little undead boy. He ran. Uh, and that caused like the first necro, necro quake. Um, but that is getting in way too deep into the bushes. Um, because I think we're ready for the edge of chaos, right? Uh, for the most part, I might chime back in here, uh, here and there with more things that tie back. Yeah. Because it's all connected. It's all one big, um, so yeah, the the age of chaos, right? The great slaughter time, right? Um, this comes right after the age of myth, right? So uh, to to reiterate some big points from the age of myth, right? Sigmar has his pantheon, right? So you got Alariel sitting up there. You got uh, Malarion. You got um, uh, Morgrim. You got uh, Gorkamorka. You got Grimnir, Grungi. Um, uh, probably more, um, oh my god, uh, Teclis. Yes. She was up there. Actually, was up and there. a few others. Yeah, so, actually, it's actually a realm. Um. Oh yeah, that is a realm of fire. I don't know why it's yeah. written in my notes as god, uh, uh, god of, uh, fire. That's why. I accidentally wrote god. Yeah, no, it's, it's, actually is a, actually is a place. Um, one of my favorite places in the entire, like, eight realms. That tracks. Um, she hit it. Um, so, the Age of Chaos starts, right, um, when the chaos begins. There's, like, two big events that start the Age of Chaos. There's, you got your soft opening, right, um, where the chaos is starting to creep in, right? Um, Alariel has been sent off to bring life to other realms. She's going through the plane of fire and shadow and light and all that fun stuff. Um, bring Because with every step she takes, plants and people like sprout because she is the goddess of life and all that fun stuff. Um, so she is going everywhere that is not her home realm, which is Gyran. Um, so when she gets back to Gyran, and she was she walked the, the realms by Sigmar's order, so when she got back and realized Nurgle has turned her realm of life into one big garden, and it, it's a Nurgle garden, right? So it's horrible plagues and death everywhere. Papa Nurgle um, is proud. Yeah, Papa Nurgle is just like, mm, what a lovely place of life and vines. Mm, you know what this needs? Uh, Fudging, uh, oh my god, what is it called? Tuberculosis. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, here you go. Uh, here's hepatitis. I uh, <laughs> love you. You're my favorite grandkid. Here, take HPV. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, Nurgle's Nurgle's kind of a kind of a weird guy. Just just um, a brief thing in a Nurgle because Nurgle's is just the greatest. He is one of the four chaos. Well, technically five, you count Mal, but four chaos gods, uh, and his is the god of plagues, of decaying and death. Or, well, not really death, but yeah, decaying in plagues. Te uh, technically, actually, death. Yeah, technically decay. So, so I mean, yeah, you know what? You're right. He, he, so he 
actually is really loved by his people because he actually truly cares for them. He doesn't want to see them suffering. He just wants to see them carrying every disease known to uh, both mortal and immortal yeah. kind. He gives his gifts to his children. Now, his gifts are AIDS, but, you know. But the best part about you. those space AIDS is that you won't feel any pain from them. There's it's, not even space aids in this world. It's just normal aids. Well, it's a okay. Real, uh, how about warp aids? Yeah. It, well, does the warp exist? That was just the realm of chaos here. That's a um, good uh, there, there's a lot of game bleed um, because while the emperor and stuff doesn't exist here, the chaos gods do, which makes everything super confusing. Thank you, Games Workshop. <laughs> um. So yeah. So. Uh, Alariel uh, comes back and finds her garden just fisted by Nurgle. Um, More and there's really than not... she left. Oh, this is really not a lot she can do. So she just gathers the elves and the Sylvaneth she has created during this time. And she goes and hides because there's nothing else she can do. So she like she makes a hidden place and she just gets away. And during this time, Nagash uh, does the, the whole Black Pyramid and starts like I'm gonna make war and make everything dead. Um, so Nagash uh, basically leaves because he wants to rule the realms by himself. Um, Gorkamorka, my boy, um, just couldn't stay on Sigmar's council because he's a fighter, man. He's not gonna sit there and for for aeons and talk about it. No, he's gonna go punch you in the face. I mean, he is um, seen as a the primal force of destruction. Yeah, no, my my boy Gorkamorka, long may you reign. Um, and then like uh, Tyrion and Malarion, uh, Tyrion being the god of light, uh, and Malarion being the god of shadow, fully abandon their order. <laughs> right? They they abandon their duty, um, to go capture uh, Slanesh. Because at this time, Slanesh was still uh, glutted on elven souls from the world that was. So they, it, she, them, wasn't doing a lot. It was just sitting there, and they're like, you know what we gotta do? We gotta go fist that guy. Girl. It. And so they, they bring the fight to Slanesh. Um, Real poor choice. Um, and uh, Grimnir, uh, during this time... Uh, the god of the fire slayers. Um, they actually battled one of the god beasts. You know how we mentioned uh, Dracotheon earlier? Yeah. Uh, well, there was another one. Um, uh, Volcatrix, I think, was how you say that name. Uh, basically the mother of salamanders. Big fire lizards. Um, and so Grimdir and Volcatrix fought until literally both of them were torn apart. Uh, and that led to the creation of Urgold, and we'll get into that later. Um, so basically, it's just Sigmar and um, uh, Grungi left, right, uh, on the on like the the big council, um, while the other chaos gods are like, mm, "What a delicious mortal realms!" And Nagash is like, mm, "I wish everything was more dead." Um, Sounding a lot so... like corn there, bud. Well, see, because Corn at the time was having a great time. Corn, uh, uh, Nurgle, and Nagash were actually the most powerful at this time, because death and blood and everything was everywhere. Decay. Um, so it, it's literally order falling down like dominoes. 
Um, so at that time, Corn was the strongest. Uh, and just to, to touch a little bit, because this is the Age of Chaos, there are f technically five, uh, maybe six Chaos gods on this. Well, six um, not yet, but the four main are Corn, Slanesh, Nurgle, and Zinch. Yeah, and then you got your boy, the Great Horned Rat. I love him. Um, and let's see, what was the other one you mentioned earlier? Uh, Nurgle. Was that... No, no, Marathi, oh, was that... No, Mal. So, I don't know if this has a truly large amount of crossover with Sigmar yet, but in the 40k universe, Mal is seen as the god of pure chaos. You're, uh, you, uh, I... you're, you aren't necessarily uh, worshipping any of the gods if you're just doing things for the sake of being random. So, if you shed blood, but not because you just want to shed blood or you're filled with anger... Uh, if you make a plan, but you're not truly, like, committing to it. If you let things decay, but not advancing them or uh, uh, letting uh, plagues overtake you. And if you don't really have a whole lot of, like, desire or uh, envy or lust, then you're technically serving uh, Mal. It's just the god of pure chaos of just everything is random, like rolling dice. I have actually never heard of Mal, and this is the first time I've ever hearing of it. Um, I'm a little spooked. Mal's, Mal's um, a great yeah, god. So, he's, he's pure just chaos incarnate. But he's so, like, untalked about might... because he, has, he doesn't have as many followers as the rest of them. Yeah. So, um, the ruinous powers, as they are called in Sigmar. You got Korn, and you touched on this earlier. He's the god of blood and skulls and murderer and die. And honor. Um... And honor, technically. Um, he wants to fight you in the best way possible. Um, and so, you know, blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne, milk for the corn flakes. Um, it, that is what corn is about. It only makes more sense because of it, uh, the chaosness of corn if it was just orange juice for the corn flakes. Oh, you know, right? Um, <laughs> or blood for the corn flakes, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's what he's about. Zinch is kind of a weird one, right? Um, he's the god of change. Some change is good. Some change is bad. Some change is Zinch. And all of it um, will be under his plan. And all of it is under his plan, no matter what you do. Um, so, you, boy, fight it all. Uh, so Zinch, like I said, is the god of change. Um, I don't remember if he has any other things underneath his like, uh, like domain. But yeah, he is something um, that's actually not that bad, but I'm drawing a blank on it because he's ancient. It, no, no one likes ancient. Yeah. No oh, he's also got a magic. He uh, uh, experiments on his Oh, followers. well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Zinch is a fantastic army to play. I hate them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Slanesh, um, the he, they, what, it. Um the I'm not really sure what you're supposed to call in Age of Sigmar, right? All the literature calls them he. So I'm just gonna follow that for now. He's the demon prince Slanesh. Um so that we're we're locking it in. He Slanesh. Even though in Age of Sigmar or I'm sorry, in forty uh, K he's they're called a her. I don't know. In this they're the point he. is they um, are having a good time. They're the god of desire, right? Um and also apparently killing as many elves as physically possible no matter what world they're in. They hate elves. 
yeah, they really do. Yeah, whether in the forty really hate hating the Eldar and Sigmar hating the literal elves. They they literally hate uh, they literally hate as many elves as they physically could. Um, anyways, we talked a little bit about Nurgle, so I won't touch on that again. But yeah, death, decay, um, and just being a super cool dude and giving gifts of hepatitis. Hepatitis. Um, uh, and circling and then, back to Slanesh, uh, the prince is the god of uh, uh, perfection, desire, as well as lust. Uh, yeah. So it, all of that in the same thing. Um and then we got my favorite Chaos God, and I wish they were in 40k because I would place Gaven so fast, but it's the Grey Horned Rat! Um, basically, he's the weakest of the Chaos Gods. Um, uh, so, basically the big screaming bell that brought an entire city low um, created Skaven! And it created uh, the, like the mundane rats and human children began to mutate uh, by the effect of the warp stone, thus creating um, our, our good boy, the Chaos Rat, uh, the Great Horned Rat. Um, Correct me so if I, I'm I won't touch too much on it. Wrong. Isn't, according to the lore I was reading, isn't the Great Horned Rat the entire region why Nagash kind of like royally fucked up? Yeah, yeah. So he, the Great Horned Rat was like, hey, I like that Black Pyramid. I need your stuff. So, like, he sent the Skaven to go get his stuff. And so that's why... Uh, that's why Nagash failed to take over the world is because Skaven were like, ooh, shiny. That that tracks. Um, that is 100% the reason, and I love it. Um, so, the the realm, the Age of Chaos, right, um, is a huge thing that is too much to cover. And even, like, Sigmar lore doesn't touch on it too much. Um, basically, like, what happened in the, at the time, right? The council, will, as we've already talked about, falls. And the people all die. And Sigmar's like, hey, come to Azir. So he, he opens the realm gate, right? And lets people into the celestial realm of Azir. Um, so you got your dwarves, you got your ale, I mean, your dwarden, you got your elves, you got your humans, you got your, uh, um, black arcs, you got your all that, right? They go into Azir, um, which is the realm of heaven that your Kothion showed him. And one of the best thing, I mean, I guess the worst things, but one of the best thing that happens, because it just adds so much lore and love to the world, um is that all of these people, uh, and this is like the origin of the cities of Sigmar, so I know way too much about this, um, were killed by Sigmar because they had the taint of chaos. So these people who have just run away from the worst thing that ever happened, literally living hell, hope of peace ripped away by chaos and, and undead, and now they're being killed by their god savior. And so these people are like, oh, fudge. Um, the ones that survive, like the great play or the great purge, um, become the dispossessed, right? Your iron breakers, your long beards. The people who have no no longer have their home, your uh, your elves become your wanderers. They 
no longer have a forest. Um, the sorceresses of like the the covens, right? Just go to the furthest end of uh, Ezir and go. Please don't watch us be witches, Sigmar. It's fine. Um, and the humans are basically just re reduced to mercenaries, right? Um, so during this age of chaos, this is when Sigmar goes, okay, I'm running out of people because they died to chaos, they were tainted by chaos, or they're dead now. Um, so what do I do? Well, what you do is you start pulling souls, which pissed the fuck out of Nagash, right? Nagash was angry that Sigmar starts plucking noble souls off the face of the planet because Nagash, right, thinks that all souls belong to him. I mean, he's the um, god of death. Well, <laughs> Sigmar is the god of give me that. <laughs> um, so... Um, I need that to be an official title for him now. <laughs> yeah, right? So he starts stealing these noble souls. The ones that can't be uh, turned to chaos. The ones that will never, ever give up and never fall or falter or die. Uh, well, I guess they'll die, but, you know, later. Um, so he starts forging them. Uh, and at the time, uh, one of the big things that happens... Um, uh, I touched on him earlier, uh, my boy Grungi, right? Yes. He actually abandoned his people to help Sigmar. So while the Fire Slayers are going down into the, the, the depths and the Catatron overlords are going up, and they're like, please, our god that survived, help us. He's like, nah, One of the few gods have... that didn't immediately eat crap. Yeah, so he, he's with Sigmar, right? Uh, in Azir. And what he does is he forges souls into these beings, right? The Stormcast Eternals. Um, Space Marines. The people that will never give up, right? And their armor, and, and Grun, uh, Grungi forges from the world that was the Sigmarite ore um, that they now equip as armor. Um, so they're literally wearing the old world as they charge chaos uh which is the sickest thing ever and i'm so down for that uh that i didn't know that until like a day ago until i found that and i was like oh, that's so cool um so you know it's gonna be really funny uh, whenever we have to do a truly deep dive on the age of chaos lore oh my god i'm not ready yeah um i'm not ready um, so Sigmar makes the Stormcast Eternals, right? Um, and the very first one, uh, the, uh, Stormcast, uh, Celestant Prime, I think it's called, um, just gets so cool. Um, because the, f in the first few battles, as Sigmar is, so he can't open the realm gates because he's closed them all. So Chaos can't get in. So the only way to do battle right now is to throw down the Storm host, the um, the the armies of uh, the Storm, right? The Stormcast Eternals. Yeah. 
and they're not like Space Marines in 40k, right? Space Marines, you got your chapters, and you got like, there's a thousand dudes in this army. Nod, nah, man. The Storm Host is hundreds of thousands. Um, even the smallest one is thousands of reforged souls. Um, and Sigmar himself takes to the battlefield um, where they meet... Uh, I forget what battle it is because there's too freaking many. But eventually they meet Archeon. Archeon the Ever-Chosen. The champion of literally all the Chaos Gods, which is terrifying hmm. to think about. Sounds very um, familiar to another chosen uh, person by Chaos Gods. Yes. Um, so... Archeon has like uh uh oh my god what is it called keeper of secrets head they've got like a great unclean one they've got a blood murder fire from corn I don't know what they're called blood rager maybe it's blood death something hurdy um and then um I think it's a keeper of... no that's still Zinch pleasure demon no. I forget what the big demon is of Slanesh. But yeah, all those get shoved that together is, uh, into one. Um, oh, dear lord. I'm going to look this up while you continue talking. Is it going to bother me now? Yeah, no. I know so it's on tip of my that... tongue. Yeah, it all gets shoved into like one guy. And that, he was the warrior that turned the tide of the Age of Chaos and made Sigmar flee in the first place. Um, which I should have touched on before him, but you know, we got around to it. Um... And in this fight where they start taking back some of the realm gates, they do it. Like, the Stormcast and Sigmar, like, start clearing out the realm gates. Um, and in one of the biggest battles of the age, right? Sigmar... Actually, wait, this happens beforehand. This happens at the very beginning of the Age of Chaos, and I totally forgot. Um, so rewinding a bit. Um, this is before... Everybody goes up to Azir. They are still fighting uh, as normal uh, as they're trying to get people through the realm gates. Um, it's one of the cool stories. Archeon um, is fighting Sigmar. And Archeon doesn't fight fair because he never does. And so what Sigmar thinks of is Archeon. He doesn't want to get close because he's just that much more powerful uh, more powerful than Sigmar is at the time. So, with Grungi and Gorkamorka beside him, he hucks his hammer, Galmaraz, at uh, Archeon, only to find out it was like a mirage. And so Galmaraz goes through the realm gate, never to come back. And, well, I guess he comes back later. But, like, Sigmar doesn't see it for a long time. And it just goes and goes and goes until it finally stops in Kaimon. Um, I don't even know where it goes, but it, it goes through realms until it ends up in the realm of metal Kaimon. Chimon? Chimon? So, Chimon? I don't I'm know. pretty sure you mean Keeper, Keeper of Secrets is a Slanesh one. Would it have been Lord of Change for Zinch? Oh, yeah, I guess I was right. Uh, well, yeah, it's, I mean, we all got around to it. <laughs> I just couldn't let that go. I just had to know. It was on the tip of my tongue. Um, but yeah, so so Galmaraz gets lost, which is Sigmar's big boy. This is his baby, right? He just hucked. And that's another one of the reasons they had to flee to Azir is because now Sigmar doesn't have his big boomo daka weapon. 
Um, so after coming back to you know the realm gates and all that fun stuff, uh, the the Stormcast Eternals begin to take back from uh, chaos these realm gates, and, and many of them are kept closed uh, by the Stormcast because you know chaos to be chaosing. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot of to the age of chaos. I thought we were gonna cover this real quick, and um, I have way more, and I'm just gonna stop because I have too much to get into. We'll go in deeper later. Absolutely. Um, this is going to be a very lengthy process because I'm just sitting here reading through a bit of the lore while you're talking, and you've covered, I don't know, ten percent of it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to Age of Sigmar, which is why we're doing this podcast, so you guys can learn with us as we mess up everything. Absolutely. Um. So, guess what happens after the Age of Chaos? The Age of Myth again? Or is it the Age of... It's the Age of Sigmar! <laughs> uh, so, it's, it's named the Great Epoch, right? The Age of Sigmar. He's taking back the mortal realms. He's opened up Azir. He's brought forth the Stormcast Eternals. Um, and humanity, elves, Dwarden, uh, even Black Ark pirates start taking back the world, building cities, and just being lights in the shadow against chaos. Um, and uh, the new book I got for Cities of Sigmar, which just like released very recently, has this so sick line and I'm going to read it for you because you have to you you gotta know Go you gotta open it up get out of here minis Go on buddy Get out of here while he's thinking that yes so uh the age of Sigmar I already is got the it. current uh uh age in Age of Sigmar uh lore. It is just after the loss at the Battle of Burning Skies and as well as uh, Sigmar is trying to push back into the rest of the realms, so that way Chaos can take the L eventually. Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite like things in this book, right? They have like a whole um, like line for the cities, and I won't go through the whole thing, but um, now the cities are pissed, right? The Dawnbringer Crusades. And part of this is, we walked that path once. We fled or hid away. But with the Tempest, times have changed. We have won allies to our side. Storm-souled warriors sent from the heavens. Stout to warden, swift elves, and yet stranger beings still. So now we fight back as one with fire and with fury and with faith we will heal the lands with toil and pain and with blood we will slash and stab and gouge and tear and rip and bite even if we must march on broken limbs even if the walls we raise are soon toppled even if we sing our songs of war with slit throats we will fight to the last which is fucking metal as hell. Damn. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, ha ha, oh, my boys. I love you, cities. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that's my that's my guys. I love you so much. Um, but going back to like the age of Sigmar, um, you touched on it a bit with the 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 Battle of Burning Skies. Um, I need to do a little bit more research on that. Yes, we will have plenty of research to do. Again, this is the first episode. This is very sloppy for the first part, but it'll get more condensed as I learn more. When I say that uh, I'm a baby to this thing, uh, I have not even fully finished my army yet. Yes. You know, Goose and I have is like a, a 5, teenager who has points. read through tons of lore. I like my fantasy. Now, whenever we swap to the 40k version, I actually have a decent load of information. So that one will at the gate be a much better uh a condensed story for y'all to digest and yes we will <sighs> also at some point get to the horse heresy okay hang on i looked up like uh, a thing for battle of burning sky uh -huh. can i give you like the little excerpt they give Absolutely. at the top uh excerpt from the battle of burning skies seven steps took sigmar striding as a giant None could stay him, nor stand before his wrath. Again and again his foe-cracking hammer wrought crimson wreckage. Yet Archeon, the three-eyed king, the world-ender, had united the four foes of old, the greatest of their kind. Across the Aeon, Sigmar had vanquished each before as well as they remembered. So great was that battle, it set the skies aflame, and so began the red dawn, the sword time, the wolf age. Haha, <laughs> that's so fucking cool. Dang. Uh, uh, this lore is actually really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yes, I, I'm so, um, like, excited for this. Um... So, uh, to touch a little bit on um, the, the Battle of Burning Skies, right? Because this is a big thing. Um, Sigmar led 12 mortal tribes, um, along with dwarves, elves, Uruks, uh, and even the dead against the tide of chaos with his best bud, Gorkamorka, and Teclis, or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and seven times Sigmar led the charge against the hordes of destruction uh, and on the eighth time Sigmar fought all of the like the tetrarchs which is the the things I mentioned earlier right the the four great chaos gods and slew them all the same as he had done ages ago um and that is actually when oh it was the battle of burning skies when uh Archeon rode out and Sigmar heard Gal uh, hurled his best bud Galmaraz uh, at him. And so it was sent beyond the realms. Uh, so actually, I had touched on the Burning Skies a bit more than I thought. I, I actually thought this came beforehand. We're already messing things up. True. But, you know. Then we will we'll do a deep, a truly deep dive on the Battle of Burning Skies later because it is a huge part of the transition from the Age of Chaos into the Age of Sigma. Yes. But I mean to stop um, you from circling back to it, because I know it's a great battle, but Age of Sigmar. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> There's not actually a ton about Age of Sigmar that is out right now. True. Um, because, you know, it's the Age of Sigmar. This is happening as we talk. Yes. Um, so, like, the, the first thing that happens during the Age of Chaos... I'm, I'm sorry, the Age of Sigmar is the Tempest breaking. Sigmar hucking down his lightning bolts. Uh, and the storm hosts... Um, in particular, I believe it was the Hammers of Sigmar, were sent to, to Akshi to open up the gate to Azir. Um, and uh, I don't I forget who was sent to the Gyran side. But basically, the Hammers of Sigmar found Hammerhall on top of the Realm Gate, right? So, uh, two sides of Stormcast Eternals meet up in the middle. Some of them at the time were fighting orcs, and some of them were fighting chaos. And they all meet up in the middle and finally win. And now they have a huge city on both sides. Where like you have Gyran, the 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 city of life. Um and then you have Akshi, which is actually how you say that. I looked it up. Um so you know A Q S H Y. That is how you say it, Akshi. Nice. Um <clears throat> Uh, it has the metal and the resources. And I won't go in too deep, but it's so freaking cool because it's a city of Sigmar. Um, which I know way too much about. You uh, but yeah, later, so... Man. Yeah, well, detail, detail. But they make a lava mode. It's so cool. <laughs> um, so the Tempest breaks, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Lord Celestant, uh, Vandis Hammerhand, um... You know, so uh, the gives anvils a... of uh, Heldenhammer that were helping yeah. out the uh, Hammers of Sigmar. Yeah, so they, they fought back um, the Gore Tide, which is Korgos Kool's followers, uh, which is, you know, if you haven't got it yet, uh, whenever we say Gore and or blood, we mean corn. Yeah. Um, so they were... Yeah, so much corn. Cornflakes. Um... <laughs> Ah, oh, I found another excerpt. Is can I? Yeah, absolutely. So this is this is from Tempest Breaks, right? Uh, before the invasion of the Brimstone Peninsula by Vandis Hammerhand. This night we ride the storm. This night we smite the savage and the demon. This night we fling open gates long closed. The fallen will be avenged a hundredfold, and the dark gods themselves will feel our fury. This night, brother, we bring war, which is so fucking sick. Um, Vandis Hammerhand, Lord Selsen of the Hammers. At this Sigmar. point, should I just have him read parts of the books? Shut up. Look, I will fully read all of these books for you people. Valid. Ideals oh. for later. Ideals for later. And that way I could read them. Um, so, circling back to the Tempest. The this was the Tempest. This was it. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, so, um, they fight back uh, the Gore Tide, right? Yeah. Uh, and that is like, you know, um, the Anvils of Heldenhammer, the Lions of Sigmar, the Celestial Vindicators, um, who were all close allies, uh, fought back Corn uh, at the beachhead of the Brimstone Peninsula. Um, 
and that's like the founding of the first city, which is Hammerhall. Um, ah, uh, God, I actually don't remember too much about um, the Tempest uh, because I'm stupid. Um, uh, I do, however, know too much about the quest for Galmaraz. Which is the next part. Alright, alright, alright. Can I? Can I? Yes, kid. Alright, so. Um, Kaimon, right? Or Chamon, Shimon? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I remember actually because it's my favorite, but I don't remember Kaimon. Kamon? Which is weird considering it's Kaimon. the realm of metal and that should be your personal favorite. Ah, Celestial Vindicators. No care. Who cares? Um, so, so the Celestial Vindicators, right? Yeah. Are the angriest of Sigmar's, uh, Sigmarines, right? Sigmarines? Um, yeah. You know, on a shirt. Yeah. This, this, I didn't make it up. They, everyone calls, uh, Stormcast Eternal Sigmarines. Um, oh. yeah. So they start searching for signs of Grungi, um, who had disappeared during this time. Um, and they had not been able to find him. And they're searching Kaimon, uh, which is what we're going to go with, um, to find him, but they don't find... They don't find Grungi. You know what they find? The Taint of Zinch. The Taint of Zinch! Um, so... Uh, Argentine, the like the chaos corrupted god beast, right? Um, has his like lair, uh, and he's like this big wizard dude. Um, uh, they like find out that hey, this this god beast has has Galmaras. Well, that's not cool. Um, so, uh, Thostos Thos Oh my god. Games Workshop. Thostos Bladestorm. Uh the Lord Celestant of the the Vindicators, right? Yeah. Just started attacking. <laughs> um and that led to horrible disaster. Um so they, they reached the walls of that El uh, Eldritch Fortress, blasting um or we're getting blasted by uh, change magic of Efrix, uh, which is a sorceress who I mentioned earlier, um, turned into living metal and slain. But of course, you know, they were reforged because Stormcast Eternals get reforged upon their death. Um, so as they're losing, they see Galmaraz like, like in a wall and they're like, we gotta go back for that thing. Um, so they begin to be reforged, um, and I actually found out something really cool. So I, I, I've told you already, Ace, that Stormcast Eternals, when they get reforged, forget a little bit about their past. Did I ever tell you why? You did not. Okay. Nagash. Um, so Nagash thinks that all souls are his. And so while he really can't get at these pure souls that Sigmar is personally guarding... He can take a little bit. He can take that that little bit of a bit of death that happens when you die, and so those memories, that piece of humanity, is stripped away again and again by Nagash, who is greedily trying to get at these souls who he just can't have. 
Um, so, um, that's why Stormcast lose a little bit of themselves each time they reforge. It's not actually because Sigmar is a huge butthole. It's because Nagash is a huge butthole. I mean, he's just taking back what's his. Um, the fact that you're siding with the undead guy is terrifying to me. <laughs> am I siding with him, or am I just trying to cause a little bit of chaos? I know. You, you, you play Daughters of Cain. You just like murder. Hey, hey, hey. No, I like snake people. You like the god of murder who liked murder so much he got murdered. Ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyways, we'll touch on that later. Um, so Sigmar sends Hammerhand, uh, Van, Dus Van Hammerhand, and Bladestorm, whose first name I'm not saying again, um, <laughs> to reclaim the most holy of holy artifacts. Um, and so they took the Helden Hammer Crusade. Um, keep in mind, like at the Battle of Burning Skies, Sigmar took like two storm hosts. Here they took thirteen. <laughs> they really They're like, we're getting my freaking hammer back. Um Excessive, I like it. Yeah, right. Um so they, they go back um to Anvrok only to find like the fortress um transported to a, a crucible-like crater of molten metal heated by the god beast uh, Argentine. Um, the now shimmered, um, the now shimmering Zinchian god beast that coiled above the skies. Um, so Efric still like had this, this temple and the Stormcast Eternal start fighting ghosts and the slave to darkness pop out and, and ambushing Skaven. Uh, scurry from a gnaw hole in reality, which gnaw holes are fantastic. Um, Isn't it like according to the game that Skaven can just go into these gnaw holes and pop out at different points in the board? Yeah. It's, that's... Yeah, James James does that all the time. Um, that, is, that is wild. Which, it makes me not want to play against them. They are literally eating holes into reality. Nom nom nom, I guess. Nom nom nom. Um, and, like, so the only reason why Sigmar won during this is because Dracothium. Yeah. So he sent 13 Stormhosts, and that even wasn't enough because Zinch magic was melting through dudes, right? Um, and Slave to Darkness were charging ahead, uh, and, and ghosts were popping out of the ground to fight them. And, of course, Skaven were like, mm, stab in the back. Um, and so the only reason why they won is Dracotheon, the boy himself, Big Daddy uh, Dragon, intervened and started fighting Argentine. Um, so while that's happening, they no longer have that god beast helping them. So Sigmar is able to force his army into it. Um, they not only find like Efrix, but also... Uh, Korgos cool awaiting them. Um, because now both of them were agents of the Dark Gods. Uh, which is, you know, Korn and Zinch and all that fun stuff. That tracks. Um, and cool uh, had showed up because he was angry for losing at the Brimstone Peninsula. 
So once again, Vandus Hammerhand starts fighting against Kordagos uh, uh, Kuhl. And this time, even though Hammerhand won, it wasn't because he was a better fighter. It was because Kuhl got so mad that he literally stopped thinking and just got murdered. Um, so the Lord Celestant start fighting through until eventually they see the divine light off in the distance, right? Gal Moraz stuck in a wall. Um, and uh, they see that, like, Sigmar's Warhammer was being used to, like, pull the fortress along uh, through Kaimon and into the Realm of Chaos because the hammer still hadn't stopped, right? It just got slowed down a lot. Oh, dear lord. Oh. Um, Sigmar Kobe that thing Yeah He yeeted this hammer across time and space. Um not by his own volition. He was really hoping that thing would come back, but you know, Archeon is Archeon. Um I mean when you throw it so, hard enough to break time and space, I don't think you're getting it back. Well he didn't actually break time and space. Archeon opened a portal right and sent it along. Um because you know Archeon's a douche nozzle. Can I say that? Is that? Uh, it probably takes up our PG thirteen. Anyways, um, I mean, we... Hammerhand, right? Um, he was on his own during this a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, he just murdered Cool. Uh, and Bladestorm is out there doing a big, uh, headlong assault. Um, and. He takes up Galmaraz. He takes his god's hammer and smites down on the Zechian lords that were using it basically as a taxi. Um, so, with the hammer, they leave. Uh, and he gives it, uh, the Lord Celestine gives it back to Sigmar. Um, and so he, he had it back his, his, his favorite hammer, um, his boy. And so what happens here is super cool. Sigmar starts to realize the reason why we keep losing is because I keep leading from the front. He's, he's like, I'm not leading my people. I'm fighting. I'm a warrior in the front, so I'm not giving orders to the people who need them. So what to do? Now that he has this hammer, he knows it's not a symbol of rulership, right? It's a weapon made to kill things. And the purpose of a weapon is not to sit there next to him doing nothing. Um... So, the first Stormcast Eternal, right? I mentioned him earlier, the Celestine Prime. Yes. He was given the Great Shatterer. He was given Gal Moraz and entrusted with the great duty to lead the war against the Dark Gods. So the model, the, the Celestine Prime, that's actually Gal Moraz. Like, the model that I own is straight-up Galmaraz, and it's so freaking cool um, that he just has Galmaraz. 
Tang. Sigmar's freaking hammer. Which is hot. Um, so if you want to see Galmaraz in like all its glory, go get yourself a Celestin Prime. Yeah. Um, we definitely need to do a deep dive later on on Celestin Prime. It's going to have a whole lot of lore. Uh, but definitely including like battles he's been in and just talking more about him. If we go into every battle, we're going to be here till the end of time. Yeah, it's fine. We're going to be here until the end of the Age of Sigmar. Yeah, it's fine. By the time we get done, it'll be done. That'll be fine. It'll, it'll be whatever. Um, so, with his Celestin Prime with the hammer, they are able to start bringing back a lot of vigor into their people because the symbol is back, right? The god's hammer is with us. Um... And invigorated by this new thrill of war and conquest and a much-needed breath of hope because they won the fight, right? Um, because the Stormcast won in Akshi. They won against Kaimon. Um, and the Hallowed Knights won in Gairan, making, you know, the whole freaking uh, Hammerhall. Um, they won against Nurgle. That were, you know, fighting in Gairan. Um, and so, with Hammerhall established, the Hallowed Knights are able to go into Gairan because they were the purest of all storm hosts, right? Yeah. They believe in Sigmar the goodest. Um, and they go to find Alariel because, you know, we need help. We do need <laughs> right? Queen. Um, so, they go to find Alariel. And she was in her season of winter, right? The season of desolation. She didn't want to come out. She only wished to hide away. Um, and the the Hammer Hall, or, uh, the Hallowed Knights are like, "Hey, how you doing? Check it out. We're gonna go find you." So they they find her Lady of Vines, right? Uh, a branch branch wraith, wraith, um grown from Alario's own severed hand, right? I don't know which one it was. The left, right, up, down. I don't remember. But up, um, down. I believe it was the right one. I, I'm not 100% on that. Um, it, it's it's a hand, right? Yeah. Alario got no hand now. Thick thighs, no hand. Um, oh my, look, dude. Look at the model. I'm, I'm just going to keep referring to it. I, I'm aware. She could crush Nurgle with her thighs, oh, and Lord. I think he'd be okay with it. It's fine. Um, so, the Hallowed Knights, right, go to uh, fight Nurgle, <laughs> um, and would have been doomed uh, because, you know, every fight of the Stormcast is like, oh, everything's awful. And then, you know, a big Stormcast guy goes, hey, I want to punch you in the mouth. Um, this time it was Lord Gardas, which also is a model you can get, and he's one of my favorites, because he looks like Thor, basically. Like, basically just good, good boy. I love him. Um, so, I'm seeing a lot of gold on these models. How many of your models are painted? Shut up. <laughs> None of them. Um, it turns out it's hard to get Sigmarite, um, here in the, the not-mortal realms. Uh, and I only I only paint my models with the best. 
Please don't look at my cities. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, uh, during this time, right, Lord Gardas and the Hallowed Knights fight seven great unclean ones. Seven big boys. Um, speaking of that, did you see what was posted in uh, the chat the other day? Not at all. The great clean one. They like filled in the holes and made him look like a normal big fat dude. Oh, the Lord. Yeah, I hate him. It's it's awful. He looks just like a guy. They even put hair on him. Oh, um, yeah. So, um, the only reason why Gardas made it through the garden and the unclean ones and the plagues is because he's just such a good dude, and he made it out alive if forever changed. Um, and the Lady of Vines even helped him, like, reunite with his storm host. Um, and in doing so, established, like, a huge friendship between the storm hosts, uh, 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 the, 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 I said it a billion and times. Sylvaneth. Yeah, so, uh, the Hallowed Knights and the Sylvaneth. They're, like, big buds, right? Um, but during that time in the Garden of Nurgle, um, Lord Gardas is, is finally led to Alariel, and Alariel's like, eh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna come out. Um, so, uh, basically what happens is because they had been so tainted by Nurgle during this time, right? It's on their clothes, it's on their flesh. Um, they lead Nurgle straight to what he wants most, Alariel. Um, and Skaven and Beastmen start tracking down, uh, and eventually, you know, they find, uh, like the river, uh, River Vitalis, or v Vitilis. Vitilis? I don't remember, my notes aren't, I didn't, I didn't write, no, write, write down how to say this one. Um... But basically, they they led these horrible things into Alariel's uh, domain. domain, right? And Torglug, the despised, uh, who has an amazing fate, and I love him, um, like brings his army to fight Alariel, and she realizes that she can no longer. Um, stay here but she can't fight yet she's not she's in winter so she turns herself into a seed right um and is basically reborn by the lady and vine lady of vines um so the hallowed knights to make up for their carelessness like carry with her her and be her escort uh as they fled the armies of nurgle uh, with them hard on their heels. So with many knights of them, you know, running away, fighting, uh, and Gamora, or I'm sorry, not Gamora, Gairan is a horrible, like, mismatch of life in seas and glaciers and just overgrown forest. Um, they were at the end of their days, right? Yeah. When the Celestine Prime wielding freaking Galmaraz comes down and goes, well, boom. Um, and begins to fight with these Stormcast and Sylvaneth, 
igniting in them the flames of defiance, the flames of Sigma. Um, and eventually, uh, eventually, Torlug, or Torglug, a very you know attractive name, was killed by uh, Galmaraz and the Celestine Prime, who just went bonk and Torglug died. Um, Sigmar, you know, realized what was happening because it was killed with his hammer, right? And he goes, hey, wait a minute. And he starts searching through Torglug's soul and finds a little spark. You know what that spark was, bud? The pure part, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was. It was the good, right? The, it was the that part that uh, it was... our good, good old friend, the Lord of the Dead, still wants. Yeah, so <laughs> Nagash is over like, give that to me! And Sigmar's like, uh, I'm the god of, uh, that's mine now. Um, so he he took Torglug's this piece of his soul, right? Because most of him still rotted and fetid and awful. But this little piece of him, right? Why does that sound like an excuse for uh, Games Workshop to release another Torglug model, but it's the uh, the destruction based one instead of an order based one? Well, no. What happens is I don't actually know what happens on that side, but he's returned uh, as a freaking uh, Stormcast Eternal, right? Torglug, that little piece of him, made a whole-ass Stormcast Eternal. Um, I think he's a Knight Vindicator? Vindicator. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but they changed his name to... I know, I know it's still got the Tor in there. I know it's Tor something that redeemed. Um, and he was the first breed of this new warrior. Um... These people who have been fully corrupted, right? The taint of chaos making them a whole unit, right? The biggest of bad. And still in the biggest of bad, there was that tiny spark of hope. And Sigmar took that, and he continued taking these from these powerful beings, which, you know, angered the chaos gods. They took... Such exemption to this. And also um, uh, really irked Nagash. Oh yeah, Nagash was so mad. He's like, those were mine! And he's like, uh... You get this half. Yeah, you get you get the you get the icky part. And he's like, that goes back to chaos. So he got he got he gets nothing from um the god uh, from like all these chaos beings that are taken and reforged because like normally he gets like a little bit of a chaos team and when it dies so now he gets nothing um and now the chaos gods are angry and they start beginning to invade the world anew um and the three-eyed king archeon um who you know was the architect of why the world that was failed in the first place, see these new Stormcast Eternals and go, okay, wait a minute. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Hmm, this They're is like a the problem. I need to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but, you know, so the, the the chaos starts fighting with the mortal realms, Stormcast against chaos, you know, the, the eternal struggle. And then my big boy Corrin's like, this is the best day of my life. Um, because 
No one. He doesn't care from where the blood flows. flows. Only that it flows. So even though his own people are getting murdered in droves, he's like, "Mm, the power. Ah, this is awesome. Um. Wow, there's a lot to this. So just to Um, break up the lore, just for a fun little tidbit about Corn, because I always love this part when I talk about him. Uh, In 40K's verse, he had some orcs that traveled into his realm and started fighting his demons. He loved that battle so much that every day he just respawns his side and their side and just lets the battle going on. It's his own little uh, uh, pageant tree of uh, death and destruction for him. Yeah, like, ad infinitum. He does not care about the blood flowing as long as it is flowing. He just loves war. So he actually doesn't get any power from that blood because he reuses it to remake them. So he's just having a good time with this. It's just a show for him. He's like, oh, man, this is is the best crump enough scene in centuries. This This is better than any HBO special. Um. So... Archeon, right, starts um, looking for something that will help him even the odds against, you know, the, the Stormcasts who are being freaking crazy. Um, or just, I mean, you know, saving the world. Um, and part of this, now I'm getting a little mixed up here, um, but I believe right um part of like the necroquake sent out magic and just raised undead by the thousands and millions but also it started changing magic right and archaeon was like man i'm having a really really easy time casting magic now um so uh Vandis Hammerhand, we've talked about him, um, go to fight Archeon, um, and, you know, die. Uh, but the Lord Celestant, uh, who goes with them, cannot fight Archeon, because Archeon at this point is stupid powerful. And Vandis is literally ripped apart by Archeon's fabled sword, um, Oh my god, what's his name? Slayer Kings. Is it? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's... I hate you for knowing this stuff. Like Um, I said, my knowledge is based off today and the few dozen videos I watched on my drive. Fair enough. Bits and pieces, but it's always key parts. Um, so Hammerhand goes back up to Azir, um... But, you know, because he was ripped apart, he doesn't come back for a little bit of time. Um, and so, you know, Archeon leads his guys, the ha- Hammers of Sigmar fight and are eventually slain. And Archeon bound the Oracle Kithanus into a form of a bracelet. Uh, and in doing so, took part of this great demon of change's knowledge. Um, so even in the face of Sigmar's finest, Archeon proves to be unstoppable. Um, but this procs something very important for me, the person. 
this procs Dracotheon to go, okay, wait. Sigmar's best, best is dying out there. I need to do something. So he opened the extremist chambers. Um, and so this is the very first time this has ever opened. And now Stormcast Eternals could be bound eternally to Dracotheon's children. And this makes your first Storm Drake guards. This brings up your your Star Drakes. Um, even though on table, uh, like in the lore, Star Drakes are the most powerful dragons, and just is the the craziest thing ever. On tabletop, uh, Lord Celestin on Star Beast or Star Star Dragon. Don't take it. It's bad. <laughs> it may be better now, but it's still bad. It's like five hundred points for. Just bring another unit of Vindicators. You'll be fine. Um, so it's not worth it. Just take a Nitroconus. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so that's why you see Dracotheon uh, and his people fighting against Chaos because Archeon won that one big fight, right? And now he is not only mixed with these Chaos Gods, but now he has the foresight of a freaking oracle of Zinch, which is really bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, without getting into, like, specific, any more specific battles, I think that's everything we need to cover. That is. That would be, uh, that covers a tiny bit about myth, a tiny bit about chaos, and a tiny bit about Sigmar. A little bit more about Sigmar. Well, a lot of bit more about Sigmar. You 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 deep dived hard there. There's a lot to the ages. Even though I did deep dive, right? That's not that's not. Yeah, it's still like ten. There's so much total of the entirety. Just too much. There's too much, man. But that means y'all get a lot more episodes. Yes. So hopefully you enjoyed this and you enjoyed Ace and I's banter. Um, Thank you. Uh, I guess this is we should close out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you want to do this? I opened. Yeah, fair. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, keep, uh, keep following us for more episodes. Next episode should be another Sigmar. And then after that, I will drag him kicking and streaming into 40K. And then we'll release, uh, for the next few months, one episode a month. But then we'll switch to two episodes a month going forward once we film more episodes. And we'll be a yes. lot more organized on my end. Goose was phenomenal. Goose did a great job with the lore. I had uh, a few hours doing this. I had time to deep dive some wiki pages. True. Um, but until then, which is uh, guys, always the best. Fair. Until then, guys, gals, and gamers, have a good night and a good game. Peace.